All right, Jabot, say good morning, good morning, a good chodesh. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's Zoni, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Menachim Av, Benjamin and Elise Wall from Eretz Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, a second, a second month in a row that we are zokhet to have Talmud Torah sponsors from Eretz Yisrael. And again, the wording of the dedication, which I'll read today, is very beautiful. From all of us that do not have the privilege to attend personally in the base medrash, but are truly blessed by the self-sacrifice of Moshe Abramson and Jeremy Lassen, who enable us to be enveloped in the Gemara that we are zochet to learn every single day. May Hashem, in His wisdom, reward those volunteers in measure for the Torah they allow us to obtain. So truly beautiful. Our week of learning sponsors today, Aaron and Alana Weinberg, with gratitude to Hashem on the 12th anniversary of the refuah of their son, Yonatan Shai, and Said and Sima Haken, also weekly learning sponsor in the Schuss of Refuah Shalema, for Avram Ben Zinat, and for Atzlacha, for the entire Mishpacha. We thank all of our sponsors for their incredible generosity, and also with that, let us begin. We have a lot to do today, Mir Hashem. Not a lot of time, but a slow a lot to do. Today's daf is Samech Tal of 64. We are picking up Mir Hashem on Samech Kibbalah of days 63b, and we left off actually at the first of the widest lines. If remember again, we left off in the middle of a question. The Gemara was dealing with the following case, where a man sent to get to his wife, Reuben sent to get to Rachel, the, the shliach. The shliach goes ahead and finds the wife kneading dough. She says, I have your get. She says, no problem, I can't accept it now. Do me a favor, you accept it for me. You accept it for me. So, the Gemara, so then the Shabbos says what? So Halach said, does that work? Does that work? In other words, we were spending the entire day yesterday focusing on the husband's ability to reframe the wife's shliach. So now the Shail is in the reverse. Does the wife have the ability to go ahead and transform the husband's... Also, I realized yesterday I was using the wrong term. The, when the husband sends, sends the shliach to deliver a get, that's the shliach la'olacha, when the wife sends the shaliach to retrieve the get, it's a shaliach lahava, right? So again, I was calling them both shaliach lahava. Again, it's semantics, but it's an important distinction in any event. So can the wife now transform the husband's shaliach lahava into her shaliach lahava? That's the simple question. So the question that Gemara was dealing with over here is, the fundamental problem seems to be, is one of the tenets in shalichos is that a shaliach has to have the ability to report back to the principal, to the maker, so to speak, that I fulfilled my mission. Well, in this case over here, the shaliach can't report back to the Baal. Why can't he report back to the Baal? Why not? Because he doesn't exist anymore. So the Gemara points out over here, they sent this shaliach to Rabbi Ami. So first wide line. They send the shaliach to Rabbi Ami. Rabbi Ami said, let me think about it. Let me think about it a little bit. Try to get back to you. They sent the Shaila a second time to Rabbi Azli. So Rabbi Chibar Abba said, Why are you constantly sending? Why are you asking me again? How can I misapkin the Lidido? So Rabbi Chibar Abba said, Listen, the same way you guys don't know, I don't know either. I don't know either. It's like, I'm, I'm just not sure. They will say, You know, you ever have a situation like this where somebody asks you a question? And you say, you don't know. They ask you again. Say, I still don't know. I still don't know. So Rabbi saying, I still don't know. Again, I need time to think about it. I don't know what to do. So finally he said, So Rabbi would say, in this kind of case, you'd have to say it's a suffix. 
it's a suffix. We're not sure what to do in this kind of case. I will say, what does it mean if it was a suffix case? We be cholets us. So I will say, what that would mean is If you would have a situation like this, where let's say again, wife would say to the shaliach, accept the get on my behalf, and then let's say before the get ever reached her hand, ultimately the husband died. She'd be suffix migurashas, right? So I, now, what would it mean suffix migurashas? So suffix migurashas would mean that if technically her husband died without children. We would make her do chalitza, would not allow her to do yibum. Okay, so the Gemara goes on. Hava uvda. So actually, a situation like this once occurred. Once occurred, this this exact type of case. Rashi says ki gavna vasuchor Rabbi Yitzchak bar bar Marta get the chalitza, and Rabbi Yitzchak bar bar Marta required a get and chalitza. The Gemara says tarti. You need a get and chalitza. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. Get mechayim the chalitza laachamisa. That in a situation like this, ultimately, again, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Shmuel would have said, husband, you have to give her another get. If the husband's alive, we make you give her another get. And in the event that the husband died before the get ever reached her hand, then Allah would require chalitza in that type of situation. Good. We'll say another very interesting case. These are some fascinating cases here. There was a woman whose name was Nafasa. That was her name. And what happened? So Nafasa's husband... Nafasa's husband, we'll call him still Ruvain, right? So Ruvain is divorcing his wife Nafasa. Azul Sahadi, so he commissioned, he commissioned witnesses to go ahead and write a get. Azul Sahadi Kasov Tafasa. The witnesses wrote the wrong name, wrong name in the get. They wrote the wrong name. Shall we say? So what's what's the shaila? What's the shaila? So Amravishabarmarta Asu Edim Shlichusan. The Edim did their shlichus. Now, we'll say, now, now, what, now, what does this mean? So, look at Rash for just a moment. Azul Sahadi, Sha'amr Lahem Baal Kisu Tinuget, the Kasuf Tafasa, Tobishma, Asu Edim Shlichusam, Leget, Acher, Leget, Echad, Leget, Echad, Asom Shluchim, the Edim. So, we'll say, here's the interesting shah that we're going to deal with over here. Ruvain tells Edim to write a get for his wife. Her name is, is Nafasa. They write a get, they write Tafasa. Uh, they make a mistake. They make a mistake. Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Shmuel said, that's it. They can't write another get. They can't write another get. Why can't they write another get? See, he says, they were commissioned to write a get. A get. They messed up. Okay, that, that's it. It's outside of the scope of their agency to write a second get when they were only commissioned to write one get. Fascinating idea. Um, so the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Maskifla Rabba, Mika Amrlu Kisobu Chaspa, Bahabula. I don't understand. Did he commission them to write a piece of clay and to give it to her? In other words, what, what did Ruvain commission the witnesses to do? To write a valid get. To write a valid get. Ela Amr Rabba, Vada Ikasov Sahadi Gita Ma'alya, Va'avid, Asu Edim Shlichusam. So Rabba would say, look, I agree with you in the following case. If the Edom wrote a proper get, well, so, so the Edom actually wrote a proper get, and then what happens? And then Lamaisa, the get itself was lost before it was ever delivered to the wife. So Rabbi says, in that case, I agree that the witnesses would not be empowered to write a second get. Why not? Why not? Because they, they executed their agency, right? What was their agency? To write a get. Did they write a get? Did they write a get? Absolutely. So that's the end of the discussion. That's the end of the discussion. So we'll say, Maskif Rav Nachman, what? 
Even in that case, so Nachman says, I disagree. Did the husband say to the witnesses, do me a favor, write it yet. Put it in your pocket. Right? Don't do anything. Just, just write it. Just write it. Of course not. We'll say, what's the entire point of writing the get? What's the point of writing the get? The delivery of the get to actually affect a divorce. So we'll say, this is an interesting, this is a very interesting case. So essentially what you have over here is as follows. If witnesses go ahead and write a get, so there's, there's two stages in this conversation. In stage one, witnesses are writing the get, right? And there's a mistake in the get. So we'll say, the Gemara seems to come to the conclusion that obviously they are empowered to go ahead and rewrite the get. In other words, they do not need a second commissioning of their agency to rewrite the correct get. Why? Because you understand the parameters of their agency. What, what are the parameters of their agency? What are the parameters? Write a get. Write a proper get. As many times as it takes you to write a proper get, write a proper get. That's stage one of the Gemara. Stage two of the Gemara then is something very interesting, which is, let's say, now what happens after they write it, but it gets lost before it gets delivered. So I might have thought they wrote a proper get. They wrote a proper get. They're not empowered to now write a second one. Kamashmala, no. We'll say, what are they empowered to do? They are empowered ultimately again to write a get and get it to the woman. So as many times as it takes to write it and get it to the woman. So even let's say, say, so in case two is they wrote a proper get, then after they wrote the get, the get was lost. They are empowered to go ahead and write it again in order to ultimately go ahead and get it to the woman. Incredible. Now we'll say, now interestingly enough, the Gemara is a follow-up. By the name Rava, Mirav Nachman, Kisvu Utnu, Kisvu Utnu L'Shliach, Mahu. And we'll say, what about the following case? Listen to how fascinating this is. Ruvain says to witnesses, listen to this, guys, write a get, write to witnesses, write a get, and give it to the Shaliach to deliver it to the wife. Deliver it to the wife. Okay, so now we'll say, so, right? so two people involved over here. Right, Ruvain, husband, says to the witnesses, write the get and give it to Shaliach, he's going to deliver it. So Mahu, Shabbos says, so now the Shaila is, what is, what are the parameters, ultimately again, of their Shlichos? So the Gemara Shabbos says, now, now what is this, now what does this, what, what, what does this mean? So the Gemara says, look at Rashi, first white line in Rashi, Kisvutun l'shliach, l'shliach shalish sheminisi, v'chein asu va'avad b'derech. So now listen to this. So, the, so, so here's the shayla. So the witnesses write the get. They deliver it to the shliach. The shliach loses it. Shliach loses it. So now what's the shayla? Are they empowered to write the get again? So what does it depend on? On one end you can say, listen, the parameters of the... What were the parameters of the shlichos? What were the parameters? Write it, give it to the shliach. Once you do that, you're done. Which means that if the shaliach loses it, you are not empowered to rewrite another get. Oh, Dilma, the tircha dido chayish. Or maybe I will say no. Maybe really what the, really what the, what the husband actually wanted was what? He wanted the shluchim to write the get and to deliver the get. But he thought maybe it was a bit too onerous of a task. He did not want them to be saddled with that additional responsibility. So what did he do? What did he do? He hired a courier. But he didn't actually mean to remove the aidim from the process until the point that the get itself is delivered to the wife. That's what it means. He's, 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 he's makbid. He, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to create the tircha, a difficulty for them. So I'll say, isn't this fascinating? So again, husband is saying to the Edim, write the get, 
deliver to the shaliach. They write to get, they deliver to the shaliach, and now what happens? Shaliach loses it. So we'll say, so now here's the shaila. Are Edom empowered to write a second get or not? So again, it all depends on how you define the parameters of the shlichos. The other parameters of the shlichos, just get to the shliach. Once you do that, you guys are done. So therefore, once you've done your job, you're out. You're out. And if, if shliach loses it, that will require a new commissioning of shlichos by the husband. Or maybe not. What the husband really wants is for the Edom to do this process from beginning to end. But he doesn't want to saddle them with too much of a terechadic responsibility. So he says, just get it to the shliach. But really, again, their job is to get the job finished, right? The shliach is to get the job finished. And therefore, if the shliach loses it, they have the ability to write to get again. Incredible. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, And what happens if halacha l'maysa? What happens if halacha l'maysa? He tells them, So we'll say, look at Rashi. So I'll say, in this case, in case number one, in case number one, so Lamaisa, what the husband said to the Shluchim was, write the get and then deliver to the Shliach. What happens if the husband said, write the get, deliver to the Shliach, so it could then be taken to the wife? In other words, he includes the Yolichla, he includes that last part in the wording of the shlichos. So does that change anything? To which the Gemara says, take So I will say the Gemara leaves this as an open-ended question. Again, this this a little bit of ambiguity in the scope of the shlichos. Incredible. Let's go back. Rabbi Shimon Liel, Rabbi Shimon Liel says, Rabbi Shimon Liel says, um, good, all right. So Rabbi Shimon Liel says, we'll say this, well, the, the truth is, there's interesting Rambam to do in this, but I think what we're going to do is just for the sake of Time in Hashem this morning, we're, we're going to go. We're going to go back there. What I will tell you is that leaving aside the second case, which is subject to a bit more dispute, in the first case, I will say, where halacha l'maisa, a husband says to the Aden, write a get for my wife, right? right? Well, let's say there's no shaliach. He just says, write a get for my wife, and they make a mistake in the get, or even after ultimately, again, the get is fully written, the get is lost, the Aden are empowered to write the get. The Ramam says, afilu mea pamin, even a hundred times. Even a hundred times. In other words, because it's understood that the parameters of the shlichos are not just the ability to generate what a get one time, and if you get it right the first time, great, and if not, the shlichos is terminated. But obviously, again, the goal of the shlichos is to generate an effective get which will result in divorce. So as many times as it takes you to get that right and ultimately get into the hands of the woman, the Edim are empowered to do so. Incredible. Let's finish off from Shimon Leo Lomer. Afal Meres told the Giti in Ratzalachsar Lo Yachsar. So Shimon Leo said that if the wife goes ahead, so we'll say, so everyone agrees, remember, if the wife commissions a Shliach Lekabala, Shliach Lekabala, once the husband places the get in the hands of the Shliach Lekabala, she is divorced and he is unable to retract. Rabbi Shimon Leo said there are other types of words. So in other words, the, the classic Lashin, the classic Lashin, for creation of Sheikh Lakabala is what? Hiskabel Ligiti. Receive my get on my behalf. Rabbi Shikono just points out that there are other there are other there are other Lashonos, other expressions that also create a Shriach Lakabala scenario. So Afa Omeris Tol Ligiti, take my get for me. And Ratzalak Swalak, so Tanrabanon, Tol Li, if the woman says, Take for me, so li. Carry, li, ca- ca- carry for me via Haley, it shall be for me via in your hand. Kulan, Lashon, Kabbalah. So, good. So, all Rabbi Shemuel does 
is he expands. It's not just his skabeligidi that creates a shliach Kabbalah, but there are other ver- there are other there are other expressions that also create shliach Kabbalah as well. Incredible. Mishnah, really interesting Mishnah. We'll say when a woman creates a shliach Kabbalah. So remember again, we'll say shliach Kabbalah is an extension of the woman herself. So literally, when you place when the husband places the get in the hands of the shliach Kabbalah, the woman is divorced. So Aisha Shamri is Skabaligiti, the woman says, Receive my get on my behalf. So Tsricha Shte Kite Eidim. You need two sets of witnesses. Fascinating. Why? Shtaim Shomrim Bifaninu Amra, two witnesses who witness the actual commission of the Shtiach Kabbalah. So she has to appoint the Shtiach Kabbalah in the presence of two people. Ushnaim Shomrim Bifaninu Kibel Vikara. And two witnesses who say, the, the, that the, the two witnesses who say that the Shriach Kabbalah received the get and tore the get in our presence. We'll see what that tearing is in just a little bit. So I will say, so the Gemara says, that you can use the same set of witnesses for, for, both, for both testimonies. In other words, you can use the same two witnesses to witness the commission of the Shriach Kabbalah and the actual reception of the get and the tearing of the gap by the Shriach Lekabala. So, Afilu Heinu Shonu, the Avila and Achronim, Tap of Pay, Tap of Sanach Talit, O Echam in Rashonu, the Echam in Achronim, the Echam in Sagman. Or I will say you could use, in other words, you could use any variation. You could use the same two witnesses for both testimonies, or you could use again one from the first set, one from the second set, incorporate the third. You could use any variation. We'll say, so here's what, so again, fascinating halacha. We thought up until this point in time that shliach la Kabbalah is just an easy one, two, three. Because remember, again, like any type of shliach, as I was saying, in general, you don't need edos, you don't need edos to go ahead and be memanan to appoint a shaliach. Here, the Mishnah introduces us that for shliach la Kabbalah, two sets of witnesses, one to witness the actual appointment of the shaliach, and the second set of witnesses to actually witness the reception of the get. By the shluch, by the shliach lekabal himself, incredible. Let's analyze. Says in Rosh top of Samachtal sixty four a second line down from the top. Itmar bal omer lepikadon ushlish omer legerushin mi neeman. Fascinating case here. So we'll say here's the situation. Ruvain Ruvain is divorcing his wife. Well, I should say Ruvain has a wife Rachel. Now what happens? Ruvain writes a get, and he gives it to a shaliach. Gives it to the shaliach. Now, we'll say, so now what happens? So Shliach claims, Shliach claims that ultimately again, so let's say, the husband claims that he only gives, he gave it to the Shliach the Pikadah. Pikadah means what? To hold on to it. To hold on to it. Right? He didn't have intention to divorce. Things are not great. He likes to be on top of the situation. Right? So he decides, you know what, let's have the get ready to go. But I didn't mean to divorce her. I didn't mean to divorce her. I just gave it to the Shliach to hold on to. Shliach says, no. He gave it to me to affect divorce. Take a look at Rashi. Bal Omer Lepikadon. Get Shenosan Biat Shlish. Bal Omer. Shlish literally means third party. Third party. We'll use the last, right? So, 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 so the get that I gave into the hands of a third party. Bal Omer Lepikadon. Nasati Biadacha. Ushlish Omer Legerishin Nasatali. Shaisi Shlucha. Lekabala, Viniskarsha Bekabalasi, Vaish Vaisha Yachabir. So, most of this into this. So, fascinating. So, Ruvain, the husband, gives over a get to a third party. So, husband says, I only gave it to you to hold on to, right? I didn't mean to affect divorce. And the third party says, What are you talking about? I am Rachel's Shliach Lekabala. 
and by definition, when you gave it to me, you gave it to me to act as the extension of her, and Lemaise says she's divorced. So Mina Amon. Now let's say who's believed. Great case, right? Who is believed? Ravuna Amar, Balna Amon. Ravuna said the husband is believed. Ravchista Amar, Shlishna Amon. Ravchista says, no, the Shaliach is believed. So the Gemara, let's analyze this. Rafun Amar Baal Ne'aman. So Rafuna says the husband is believed. say, why is the husband believed? Because Lamaisa, if he wanted to divorce his wife, what would he have done? What would he have done? Given her the gift. Rav say, that's why Rashi says over here, in the last phrase in Rashi, We're talking about a case where husband and wife are in the same city. In the same city. Because we'll say it would be different. Like when I said, they're in the same city, you can believe the claim of Sheikh Kabbalah a little bit more, but they're in the same city. So Rafuna says the husband is believed because Lamai says, since they're in close proximity to each other, if husband wanted to divorce his wife, he could just easily give her a get. There's no need to use a shaliach over here. Rachista Amr Rachista says that the shaliach is believed. Why? So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Rachista Amr Daha Hemene. Because the husband believed him. Now, what does this mean? When you give something over, Rav Chist essentially saying is like this. When you give something over into the jurisdiction of a third party, understand what you are doing is vesting them with the credibility to ultimately tell everyone what the circumstances are of this item. In other words, I will say, in general, in general, when there's a person I'm most... We see this in halacha all the time, right? When does a person have the high level of credibility? When they're in possession of something, right? This is why we say, the classic, the classic idea, hamotzi mechavera alav haraya. If you come over to me and you tell me that I owe you a thousand dollars, that's fine, you can make the claim, but who is the burden of proof upon? Who is the burden of proof upon? Right, the extractor, right? Why? Because when I have something in my possession, possession is not just nine tenths of the loss, 9.5. Right, 9.5, 10, 10, 10. It, it, it's heightened level of probability that whoever has the item is the owner. So too over here, when Ruven deposited a get with the shaliach, with the shlish, with the third party, so we'll say what he's doing is just he's giving him the get and he's vesting him with the credibility to ultimately create the narrative around that get as well. Incredible. Because if he didn't believe him, I'll say, if Ruvay didn't believe Shlish, then what? Then what? He wouldn't give it to him. He wouldn't give it to him. So fundamental machlok is incredible. Massive Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says, Hodas baldin edim. And Jan going to say the halokha is that when you admit something, admission, right? Admission is as powerful as a hundred witnesses. Ushlish ne'aman mishnehem. And yet a third party is more believed than both of these individuals. What are we talking about? Kesad, listen to this. Ze Omer Kach. I'm sorry. Ze Omer Kach. Ze Omer Kach. Right? This one, Ruvain says like this. And Shimon says like this. Shlish Ne'eman. Ultimately, again, the third party is believed. So I will say, so what this ultimately means over here is if you can imagine, let's say, again, third party has $1,000 in his possession. And Ruvain says, $1,000 is mine. And Shimon says, $1,000 is mine. And they have whatever. They have, they have machlokis about the details of the transaction. And the third party who is in possession, ultimately, again, says a different narrative. The third party is believed. Shlish ne'eman. Shlish ne'eman. So the says, what do you see from here? This is a pretty strong raya, ultimately, again, to support the chista, that the third party is the believed party, even over the baal. Shiny mamun, this Money's different. Money's, I will say, that's a monetary matter. Money's different. 
because money could be forgiven. What does it mean? Take a look at Rashi. This Mechila, Shima Machlo Machol. If you forgive a monetary claim, it is forgiven. Therefore, again, the third party is believed. Since ultimately, again, both parties agreed and gave over the money to the third party. could be that monetary matters are different because when you give over money into the hands of a third party, it is clear that what is happening you are trusting that third party to determine the parameters of the transactional reality. However, the Gemara says when it comes to Isser, Isser may not be the same. Perhaps again, Isser is not determined by the words of the third party. So the Gemara says, V'hatanya, but we learned the chin legitin. I but we learned the same Allah applies to gitin, that the third party is believed by gitin. So I will say again, this seems to be a pretty strong raya ultimately to support of Chista. Gitin momen. When it says gitin, it doesn't mean gitin like, like divorce documents. Rather, what does it mean? Monetary documents. But another price it says also for documents. So documents means financial documents. So gitin must mean gitin. Do you think all of these statements were taught at the same time? They weren't all taught together. So therefore, again, it's possible, again, that one teaching said gitin, but gitin meant monetary documents. Then you had another teaching that taught, taught shtaros, that also meant monetary documents. They just weren't taught at the same time, so the different expressions used for the same thing, taught at different times. But it doesn't have to be right that it applies to gitin. Okay, so we're still left with our fundamental machlokas. Husband, husband gave over a get into the possession of the shlish. Husband then says, I only gave it to you for safekeeping. Shlish says, what are you talking about? I am the shliach la Kabbalah for your now ex-wife. Who is believed? Rav Huna says, husband is believed. Rav Chista says, shlish is believed. Let's go right there. So now the Gemara quotes our Mishnah. Right? A woman says, a, woman's, a woman wants to appoint a shliach le Kabbalah. So what happens? She needs two sets of witnesses. Two witnesses to say that she commissioned the Shaliyah in our presence. And two witnesses that say, we, we saw the Shaliyah receive the get and tear it. But why? Say, why do we need witnesses? If we're saying, really, if Rav Chista is right, that a third party is believed, then I both say the Shliach le Kabbalah should have credibility even without witnesses, right? Think about this. What, what, what are we saying over here? That if, th- if a third party has credibility, then Lamaissa, again, he should have credibility independent of testimonial corroboration, right? He shouldn't need witnesses to testify that he received the get and tore it up. To which the Gemara says, You're right. This is actually very interesting. That when does a third party have credibility? When does a third party have credibility? When they are in possession of the object in dispute. In the case of the Mishnah Abosai, does the Shiach Kabbalah have the get anymore? And the answer is no. Remember again, what happened to the get? What happened to the get? He tore it up. He tore it. So I will say, so ultimately, so look at Rashi for just a moment. He doesn't have the get anymore in his possession. Now it could be that he has the torn pieces of the get in his hands. So the Gemara says, 
Demigo di boy havi avid be my de kamar neman nami alami raso. Avasa shakara ayado ain't be adol masobiodas. Well, so listen to this. So the Gemara says, You're right, you're right. Had we not been talking about a case where the get's been written, torn up, Enochinami, at least according to Rav Chista, the third party would have credibility even without the testimonial corroboration. So the Gemara says, Tenach Amra. Tenach Amra. Kibel Lamali. So I will say, I understand why you need testimony to say that she appointed the Shliach Kabbalah. Fine, I, I could accept that. But Kibel Amli, ultimately, again, why do I need witnesses to say that the Shliach Kabbalah received the get? So Amr Rabbi, Amr Amrav, Hamani, Rabbi Lazarhi. Who is it? Rabbi Lazar. We'll say back to the beginning of the Mesechta. The Amr Eide Misira Karsi. Rabbi Lazar is the one who says Eide Misira Karsi. That it's the witnesses who give over the get ultimately again, who are the ones who affect the actual divorce. And therefore, again, you need testimony that the husband actually delivered the get to the Shliach Kabbalah. Fine. So we'll say, Sigmar says, Karalamali, but so we'll say, let's, let's just pause here for just a moment. So we'll say, interestingly enough, it sounds like over here so far that the Gemara actually is coming out in accordance with the position of Rav Chista, namely that Allah said the Shlish, the third party, is believed. But when is the third party believed? So when is the third party believed? When he has the object in his hand, which, and the, what's the logic behind that? The logic behind that is, is, if you trust a person enough to give something over into their possession, implicit in that trust, right? Implicit in that trust is the trust for them to define the parameters of the actual transactional narrative. That's what's unfolding over here. So if you trust the person enough to give over, whether it's money or whether it's a get in their hand, then you trust them to go ahead and actually espouse the correct transactional narrative. But again, that's only when the object is actually in their hand. That's why in the case of the Mishnah Rabosai, the, the Shliach is tearing up the get. Well, once he's tearing up the get, then ultimately again, the item is no longer in his hand. If the item is no longer in his hand, then he doesn't have credibility without Eidos. Incredible. So Amarabah, uh, sorry. Karal Amali, so let's get back for a second. Why are we tearing up the get? Why are we tearing up the get? So Amrav Yehuda, Amrav Bishas HaGzeira Shanu. I will say this was a time, ultimately, again, a time of Gizera, a time of decrees. I will say, now what does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. Karolamali Rashi. Ultimately, I will say this was a time where ultimately, again, there were Gizeras about, about Mrs. Now, if you look at Agos Vitsiyunim, he writes over at Sarach Lomar, Hashmad, Hashmad, the Fusayalatniyat censor. You can see over here, I will say, that it was changed from Gzera, was changed from Shmad to Gzera. Jose is talking about one of the times throughout our history where Jewish practices and laws were outlawed, right? That halacha, the, the, the observance of halacha was outlawed. And therefore, again, the giving of a get would have been forbidden, possibly even under the penalty of death. So what would they do? Jose is incredible. What would they do? They would go out and give a get, and right after it was received, tear it up. Tear it up. That way, again, there was no physical record of it. And I have to understand also what once we get, first of all, say also it's incredible to learn a Gemara like this on Rosh Chodesh Av. Right? Rosh Chodesh Av, the beginning of the nine days, where we mourn everything that we have lost over the last thousands of years. And I will say, the Gemara kind of leaves us, which, which Shmad, which Shmad, 
which time of destruction. You know, say, do you know how many times throughout our history you could plug in this Gemara? Right? How many times throughout our history? So, in every generation, someone arises to obliterate us. In every single generation. Okay, wrong yamte, that's from Pesach. Right? But, 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 Lamaisa, but the narrative still is so true. So I say, imagine living in a time where ultimately you can't even give a get, you can't perform mitzvahs, you can't perform mitzvahs. And if you do so, you have to do so in secret. And if you do so, you have to obliterate any trail that the mitzvah has been performed. This has been the story of our people throughout the generations. Throughout the generations. And it's this heartbreak and it's this persecution that literally we remember in these incredible and difficult days ahead. So we'll say, so that, that, that's the kara. That's the kara. That, that's why they're tearing it up. So we'll say, so now listen to this. This is fascinating. Okay, so we'll say, so here's what we have. Right? So now, Right? Husband gave the get into the hands of a shlish to a third party. So what's happening? So Rafuna goes ahead and said, her husband says there was a pikadin. Shliach says, I'm a shliach Rafuna says, husband's believed. Rav Chista says, shlish is believed. It appears, when you just based on reading the Gemara, it appears that we're going to side really much more with Rav Chista. Fine. Now the Gemara says, by the way, even Rav Huna agrees in the following case. Listen to this. What happens, what happens if she says, the Amra Ihi, now both say, imagine, up until now, it's only been a machlok between the husband and the shaliach and the shlish. Now imagine the wife is present and she says, "Lididi amrali shlish." You know, by the way, the third party told me that when my husband gave him the get, my husband gave the shlish a get for the sake of divorce. So now the wife is weighing in. So the Gemara says, Rabbah says even Rav Huna agrees that Allah in this case she would be divorced. So I don't understand. According to Rav Huna, the Shlish himself is not believed. And now, and now because the wife weighs in on this, suddenly we're going to believe the testimony of the Shlish. Or that doesn't make sense. Rather, I say, if she says, Rather, I say, no, no, no. Even Rav Huna would agree if the wife says, my husband gave the get to the shlish in my presence for the sake of divorce. She is believed. Even Rav Huna would agree. Why? Migo di baya amra lididi yahavas nihile bao. Was it because she could have just as easily said what? She could have said my husband gave me the get. She could have made a claim like that. She could have made that claim. So that's a migo. So because she could have made that claim, but instead she makes the claim that my husband gave the get to the shalit to the shlish. Ultimately, again, she is believed. But again, that's a Migo. That's a Migo case. Okay. Baal Amr the Gerishin. So we'll say, now watch this. So we'll say, so therefore, Machlokis number one, Machlokis Rafuna and Rafhista about get given from husband to the Shlish. 
Hus, right, husband says Pikadon, I just gave it to the Shlish for safekeeping. So Shliach says Mushtech the Kabbalah. Rav Huna says the husband is believed. Rav Chista says the Shlish is believed. It appears that everyone agrees in a situation where the woman says, I was present, I was present. And my husband gave it to the Shlish for the sake of divorce, that ultimately, again, she is believed based on the Migo. Fine. Next case. Bal Amr Legerishin, Ushlish Amr Legerishin. So I said, okay, another interesting case. Husband gives the get to the Shlish. Husband says, I gave it for divorce. Shlish says, he gave it for divorce. Via Meres Nasan Livavat. And she says, I received the get. But ultimately, again, it's lost. It's lost. Right? So ultimately, as well, say, so now what's the halacha? Amr Yonasan, have a davasheba erva, they davasheba erva pachos mishnayim. Ultimately, again, I will say, so here's the problem. The problem is now that there's no document. There's no document. So what I have over here is husband saying I divorced her, Shlish saying, yes, I, right, he divorced her, wife saying, I got to get, not suddenly, but, but I don't have the document anymore. So what do we do? Shabbat Yochanan says, Dabrashabah Erva. I will say, this is a matter concerning immorality, or really a matter of morality, right, a matter of Erva. Dabrashabah Erva, Pachos Mishnayim. Ultimately, again, and I will say, for Dabrashabah Erva, you need test, you need two witnesses. You need two witnesses. And ultimately, again, you don't have that in this particular case. Why don't we just believe the third party? Right? What did we establish? What did we establish? That Allah is a third party could be believed. So why not just believe the third party? To once again, what do we say? Remember again, let's go back for just a second. Even according to Rav Chistu, who says that you believe the Shlish. When do you believe a third party? When do you believe a third party? When they have the object. When they have the object. In this case, we'll remember again, there is no get. There is no document. So if there is no document, there is no credibility to the third party's claim either. Why do we believe the husband? Right? The husband's saying he divorced her. If a husband says, I divorced my wife, he is believed. So the Gemara says, uh, I'm sorry. Ultimately, again, I will say, does the, does the husband say, I divorced her? But remember again, what is the husband saying in this case? Rashi qualifies this, clarifies this. Rashi says, what is he saying? He's saying, I gave it to the shlish. I gave it to the shlish. And my intention was that the shlish would be the shliach laholacha. So I can't say I divorced her. I could say that I gave it to the shliach. And I will say, so what's happening over here is the shliach is saying, right? Husband's saying, I gave it to the shliach. Shliach is saying, give it to the woman. Woman's saying, I received it. But there's no document. But I, I lost it. There's no document. So again, husband can't claim I divorced her because the husband gave the get to the shliach. So again, he doesn't necessarily know what did happen or what didn't happen. So the Gemara says, chazaka shliach ose shlichu. So, oh, I'll say, why don't we say this? In general, in halacha, there's a chazaka that a shliach executes his agency. General chazaka like that. That when you give an agent something to do, he gets the job done. So, listen to this. That if a man says, a man says to a shaliach, go and find me a wife. He has a lot of faith in the shaliach, right? right? You know me. You know what I'm looking for, right? Go and find me a wife. So, now what happens? It's incredible. Shaliach goes out, umes, and he dies. Umes shlucho, asr v'chal hanashim sheba olam. This guy is not allowed to marry anyone. Now, we'll say, now why is he not allowed to marry anyone? The Chazaka is why. Chazaka Shliach also Shlichuso. The Chazaka is Shliach did in fact betroth someone for, for the principle. And I will say, why can't he marry anyone else? 
there's a concern that maybe the woman who is going to marry is going to be the sister of the woman who was betrothed by the shaliach. Okay, so the point is, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? The chazaka, that a shaliach does his job. So in this case over here, if the husband went ahead and gave the get to the shaliach, right, and the husband's admitting that, shaliach says, I gave the get to the wife, shaliach saying that, wife saying, I received the get from the shaliach. So we'll say, so in this case over here, I know it's hard for us to process, because no one's disagreeing in this case, right? We're like, what's going on over here? What's wrong? Right? Everyone is agreeing about what happened. There's just no document. So why do we say, Chazak Roshleach Osa Shlichuso? And we should be done. And we should be done. To which the Gemara will say, Amen Beis, Hani Miri Lechumra. We'll say, when do we say, Shleach Osa Shlichuso? That's Lechumra. That's ultimately, again, when it comes to astringency. Aval Lekula, we'll say, for example, in the case of Kiddush, like we just saw before. Aval Lekula, though. I will say, but when, when relying on that concept of chazak hashleach osa shlichus or result in a kula leniency, as it would in this case, namely, that we would allow her to remarry based on the, even though we don't see a get in front of us, in that case, we do not rely on chazak hashleach osa shlichus. So, why do we just believe her, the wife? Based on Ramuna, Dam Ramuna, ha'isha she'amr labayla, gerashtani ne'emenes. Wow. A woman says to her husband, you have divorced me, right? She is believed. Why is she believed? I will say, We'll say, you know, a woman, pe- people lie, people lie, right? people lie all the time, but the assumption is that people won't tell a bold-faced lie directly in the presence of someone who knows that they're lying. That's the general rule. So a woman would never say to her husband, you divorced me in his presence when, he, when she did not divorce him. She did not divorce him. So I will say, if the wife is saying to the husband, you divorced me, right? You divorced me. So she should be believed. I will say, when, does a, when, when will a woman not lie in the presence of her husband? When there's no one else corroborating the lie or corroborating her statement. However, again, but if there is someone else corroborating her version of events, then ultimately, again, she will be empowered ultimately, again, to lie even in the presence of her husband. So in this case over here, where, quote-unquote, she would be empowered because the shaliach also agrees that I delivered the get, there's a concern over here that she may not be telling the truth. Therefore, I will say, see, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, it would appear in this case over here that that halacha lamaisa that, that ultimately again we would not allow her to be divorced. In this. this is fascinating. So even though you have the husband saying I gave the get to the shaliach, shaliach saying I gave the get to the wife, wife saying I received the get from the shaliach, but the get got lost without a get in her hands. We would not allow her to remarry unless, of course, she could produce two witnesses who saw her receive the get. If she had that. If she saw two witnesses who saw God allow her to receive the get, then ultimately, again, it would allow her to get remarried. But the abs- in the absence of that, she would not be able to... It's a fascinating case. No, even though all parties involved, right? All parties that are involved are admitting what happened. In other words, there's, there's no machlokas about the circumstances. But without the actual get, she could not get remarried. Incredible. Mishnah. Nara Murasa, we'll say fascinating case over here. Nara Murasa, we'll say quickly, quickly. Nara Murasa, who's Nara Murasa? Three stages in a, in, a, in a woman's development. Kitana, below the age of 12. Nara, between 12 and 12, six months. And after 12 and 12, six, after 12 years old, 12 and a half years old, she is a Bogares Gidola, an adult woman. Fine. Nara Murasa, so we'll say, so now you have a betrothed Nara. So we'll say, so remember again, a betrothed Nara is exactly that. A girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Ultimately, who has received Kiddushin. Hiva Aviyah Mekabla Neskita. 
both he and her father, she and her father, sorry, have the ability. So, we'll say, so now let's say she had Kiddushin, but now they don't want to go through with it. So ultimately, again, she or her father, or she and her father, she and or her father, have the ability to receive the get on her behalf. Two hands can't acquire as one. Ella. So Rabbi says, it comes along with you. Rabbi says, no, no, no. You can't have two people who have the ability to receive the get. It's either she or her father. So therefore, again, he holds only her father has the ability to receive the get on her behalf. Any woman who cannot guard her get, right, can't watch her get, cannot receive it, cannot get divorced. Okay, let's analyze. So we'll say, what are they arguing about? First, Machlok is in the Mishnah. Tanakama says, Tanakama says that either the girl or her father have the ability to receive the get. Rabbi Yehud is saying, only the father has the ability to receive the get. What are they arguing about? Rabbanan say that a Nara has the unique privilege of having an additional hand. Her hand and her father's hand. Rabbi Yehuda holds no. If her hands work, then her father's doesn't. If her father's hand works, which it does while she's a Nara, then her hand does not. Well, so stop over here for today. Shkoyach. Yeah.